Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another dope episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. This is your boy, JBJR, in the building. Uh, as always, just make sure you check us out on all forms of social media to catch the show, which is at Fruit Boom Pod, F-R-U-I-T-B-O-O-M-P-O-D. And also make sure to catch us on every streaming service we are here at this point, you know, minus YouTube, but anything else that's pretty much audio, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher, Mixcloud, uh, TuneIn, Pandora, we, we are here. So make sure you check us out. Definitely, um, we're going to try to do more episodes every Monday. And yeah, we've been running through them. So we want to go ahead and try to get more of the masses to hear this show, definitely. But right now, we got a special guest in the building. We got my man straight down from Memphis, man, from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this, this boy has been coming up here to St. Louis when Fresh Produce, uh, we was doing the in-house down at the Monocle. And my man, sure, he, the his man was Base. He was winning all the beat battles. Came through. <laughs> the man. He. My man's been in the melee in the Mississippi, doing great work. You know, he's a champion. You know, and and then now this man, my man, he been doing work down in Memphis. Who been knows a lot of stuff down there and now all over the place. So, my man definitely been doing a whole lot of great shit. And then with live NPC work as well. So my man been definitely doing some dope ass shit. So make sure you give all praise and welcome to my man C Major. How you doing, bro? What up? What up? What up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Blessed. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Thanks for coming through and uh, messing with me, man, for a second, Hell man. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate y'all for having me. Look, I didn't I did, I did get some W's down there, but I didn't get my ass kicked a bunch of times down there, too. I'll leave that up. <laughs> I guess I didn't get my ass with that, there too. That's, that's the good. Them the L's, them the good L's. I like them. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah. So for anyone who's never heard the show before, um, Fruit of the Bone podcast is basically about interviewing the lot, getting the lives and experiences of the producer, the DJ, and engineer. Uh, as always, like I say, love the artists, love the bands. But, you know, I love to hear the behind the scenes stuff, the people who make the, our favorite music platform, the people who make the beats, the people who mix down the vocals and makes the beats and mix together the sound. Good. And the people who get the music out to the masses, you know, on a grand scale, whether it's be on a local, statewide, national, or even international level. So I love hearing those stories. So I love uh, capturing that and making sure everyone gets their stories told as need be because they just as more important as just the artists and the bands are, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. hell yeah. So so how are we gonna start this off, man? Um, I wanna ask you a simple question. We're just gonna roll from there. So first main thing I wanna ask you is, what made you get started in music production or music in general? So uh, take us back. Uh, <clears throat> it's funny, I just had to like, remember this story i was talking to some kids not too long ago like a little seminar thing it's like a virtual thing he asked me the same question and i was like dang what really because i've been doing this for so long like i always knew that it was what i wanted to do but i had to like really remember it's like all right what really made me you know make the decision to be like this is what i want to do for a career and um and really I, I got the like the same story as everybody else. Like I, you know, what I'm saying I was beating on like pots and pans as a little baby. You know, as long as I can remember, I was doing something. You know, with music, something you know, natural. I just got a drum set at like four or five, or whenever little paper drum set, and I blew through that uh, that type of shit. And so I was like always into music, but <clears throat> my um my whole family is like a basketball family. My my dad's a coach. My granddad was a coach. Um, my uncles, all my all of my uncles played pro basketball. Um, the you know college legends, all of that type shit. And so, for most most of me growing up, I thought I was gonna be a hooper. I thought I, thought I was gonna hoop, and you know what I'm saying that's what my you know that's what my dad wanted me to do. And not that he forced me, but I, I actually love. I still love the game. And so, um, you know, I played basketball and you know through elementary through middle school, and then 
when I got to high school, I went to, uh, it's a high school haircut white station. And our people, everybody from Memphis, they know <laughs> like what white station about. And that's like, it's strictly like a hoop school. That shit was like a college damn near. Like even when I was in high school, like the ballers is like really like, like the kids that come to play at White Station, they don't even be like in the school district. They, it's like recruiting, like they, you code, come over here, you code, come over here. So White Station is like a hotbed for talent. We got our, like, we got some league people, Chris Joseph, he like in the league. Now we got some league people. Okay, from, okay. A bunch of league people out of the out of White Station over the years, but especially when I was there, like when, like my, my high school, my high school years there was like one of our best teams. Um, and so, <laughs> and so I tried out like, three years, I tried that freshman, sophomore, and junior year and never made the cut. I, I would always make like last cut, but you know, like the team already solidified, like they already know. So you really, it's really, you really are only fighting for one spot and you gotta be like super cold to get that spot. And it wasn't, it wasn't even, <clears throat> it wasn't even that I wasn't good enough. It was just like, I had to like really sit back and think like the reason why I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? success uh having like having a success i wanted out there wasn't because they were better than me they were better than me but really you know like just like anything else like it don't matter like it's about how much work you put into it so if i really wanted to be if i really wanted to hoop then i just would have woke up you know earlier than them and, and trained harder than them and, and i would have made you know if i really wanted to do that i would have made it but that's not what i really wanted to do like i was waking up i was already doing it i was waking up and instead of playing video games, I was playing on the keyboard. And I, I was waking up and, you know, playing, you know, my snare drum or whatever. And I was in band. And I was killing that shit. Like, I always, all of that shit. I was killing that, especially, like, on snare drum shit. And the drumline had just came out, like, all that shit. So, like, I, I was unaware, you know, saying that that was really what I wanted to do. Because I'm still trying to, you know, hoop. Like, you know, not, not saying my dad pressured me, but that's just what I thought I wanted to do. Like, you a kid, you don't really know. And so when I get to, you know, once I finally face the reality in high school and, you know, if you don't play high school, you damn, you're not going <laughs> to go to college, you know what I'm saying? Oops. So I was like, all right, bet. fuck it. I'm going to do band. I'm going to go all out in band and then I'm going to go all out with the beats. And then in high school, so in high school, my band teacher, um, I downloaded like FL Studio on the band room computer and I just would make beats in front of everybody. And uh, we had like a few rappers um, from my school, my homie JB. Shout out to JB, he'll, he'll listen to this shit, he'll, he, he doing big things now. But anyway, we used to be um, <clears throat> we used to be in the band room, but I just used to make beats live in front of people and he'd just start freestyling. You know, but then sooner or later we'd start recording, and sooner or later we got mixtapes. That was back in the, like, the CD days, so we'd be passing our CDs throughout the school and shit like that. And, uh, and that's just where it started. But it really, it really like happened, it really happened like out of force, but I, but I had already been doing that, I had already been training. I just thought I wanted to do something else. I wasn't really, you know, like this is what I want to do for a career. And then once I figured that ball one thing happened, and I was like, all right, bet. how do I make this a career? And then I just started focusing on that, focusing on that. And that's where it's been for the last however many years for doing this for a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, 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 yo, man, everyone got to start somewhere. And that's dope, man. That's, yeah. that's hella dope. It's like, cause I was like, damn, it's like he straight come from a straight up athletic family. That's dope. Like, yeah. that's, that's hella dope. Yeah. I my friend like getting that shit. My um my my uncle, he Corey Bradford, he played for like Illinois and he like a college legend up there. And somebody just broke his record. I can't remember. Some guy just broke his like three point record like this year type shit. That's how long this shit been held up. Oh, um, but yeah, all my like all my fam, like all my fam just straight hoop. Like everybody used to hang around. Like I used to hang around like Penny and shit like that as a kid. I got like hella autographs with Penny Hardaway and shit like that. Like nice. just after, just it's it's really Memphis really a hoop city. But like when you plugged in with the hoop, cause you know what I'm saying if you you know all the coaches and shit, like you really plugged in. You really like around that shit, and and it make you feel like all right, that's what I want to do. And I still love the game. I watch that shit. I study it. 
You know what I'm saying? I probably could have, you know, probably could have did coaching too. You know what I'm saying? If I if I wanted to, but you know, music was really, you know, where it was, and I'm glad. I'm glad that I, you know, what I'm saying, was able to make that decision that early. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like college or, you know, growing up and realizing, all right, it's not what it is. Like I was, I was still super young, if I, you know, I was able to craft and, you know, get to where I am now. You know, in my craft and focus that hard on it. That's what's up, bro. That's definitely what's up, man. So since you uh still, it's uh, clearly still making beats, you definitely doing great and awesome things, bro. Uh, I know I mentioned earlier you use an NPC. So what kind of NPC do you use? I got him right here. So I just got this back. I'm trying to pick this beat up. So I just got this back. This the 2000. This the OG. And this oh, my yeah. boy. Um, this my boy Snap. He he let me hug this joint down. So I really like, like I said, in high school I started on FL Studio. And that's what I was making all my beats on. I got like thousands of beats on that. <laughs> and I transitioned like, I've been on NPC not that long, maybe like four or five years, you know, maybe a little longer than that. Um, and I got a, I had an NPC touch and then right after I got the touch, this junk came out, the NPC live. And so I ended up copping a live and that, and that fucking changed my life. Cause of the way I make beats, <clears throat> the way I make beats is so like, vibe based like i don't i don't i don't you know i don't really play like like you know what i'm saying uh pharrell or whatever like i really just like kind of sit in the vibe groove with some drums you know chop some samples and then you know try, try to throw some chorus over that and the live is just the npc was just so perfect for that as opposed to fl and clicking stuff you know so i could really just like kind of feel around on it and get and get my groove with this you know and so i just i get npc like maybe about four or five years ago and uh been talking on it forever and then i just got this 2000 for my homie and i just been going through this because it sounds amazing like i had I, that's this is this is before my era I, like i started with cds and shit and so i wasn't used to like floppy disk and you know what i'm saying zip files and all this shit so i've been getting into this and you know just trying to see what i can cook up with the limitations of this because that's so dope like I, got, I can do whatever i want basically with the new stuff because it ain't no limitations you can tracks you can chop these however many samples you want you do whatever you want mm-hmm. But in this joint, you know what I'm saying, you get so a certain amount of sample time. You get, you know what I'm saying, you can't chop it like you can chop in here. You know what I'm saying? Your drums, you ain't get that much space on it, so you can't have all the drums. You wanna pick your drums, you lock in, and you just go to work. And so I just been like practicing on it and, 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 and it sounds way better than anything like the drums out of that. But smack, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like it's day for smack. And so it's just like I can really understand why like the people before me was like on some crazy, like when I hear they old 90s hip hop and them and the drums really just hit you right here, I'd be like, ah, that's why, you know what I'm saying? They running that through some analog and they got some muster. And so I was like, it was ridiculous. But yeah, but I'm NPC now, now like I, 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 I miss with food, I miss with FN like every now and then I got it on my Mac now. And I try to, I just go back to like my old beats. If I can pull them up, if they still pull up, I'll go back to them. But other than that, like I just, I'll play around in it to like keep my chops up on it. But I don't really fuck with it, you know, that much. I'll be, I be in the NPC, and then I, you know, I got we got NPC software, so I be on my laptop with that if I ain't got my live. But I can take this, I can take my live anywhere. That's why I love it. Like I can, you know, I don't need no computer, I don't need no, I don't need no power. I just plug it up. Y'all didn't see me yet at the beat that I just I can have it up there on stage. I can perform with it. I can do whatever with it. So I tap in with an artist. Like I just put up, I'm gonna pull up on them with this and be like, all right, what's the vibe today? This is all right, bang, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I work. Like I ain't really with the like going through a bunch of sounds, all this type shit. Now it's like, all right, what's the vibe? Let's get to it, let's get to it quick. Let's get a song, you know what I'm saying? Let's get a song popping. I really try to like rely on the artist. It's really co-production. Everything with me is really co-production. And so this, this just made it super easy to NPC Live. It's like, 
shit for this. Hell yeah, man. That's what's up, bro. As a matter of fact, you know, since you already touched on the beat battle, that's a good segue <laughs> I want to try to get to. So tell us how you got uh, familiar with Fresh Produce and how you came up here, man, everybody. Like, tell us that story. Like, how did that happen? Man, it, it was it was my boy, Hal Greens, and uh, he's like a DJ there. Uh, what's his name? Daniel? Daniel something. Anyway, his, we call him like, DJ Hal Greens, and um, and he, y'all probably know him. He be like, ah, oh, he like, yeah, every yeah, time yeah. I see him, every time I see him in the loop, I'm like, bro, you on some, my, you be everywhere with you. That's my guy. But him and his, but him and his uh, wife, I don't know if they remember. Yeah, that's his wife, yeah. Him and his wife, uh, we was um, staying with them. We had a show there like maybe four or five years ago, we had like a show there. I can't remember who, whose show it was. I can't, and I can't even remember where it was. It's like a, is there a place there called the, the base? Not the basement, but it's something. It was something, it was blank space. Is it blank space? Blank space, yes. That's that's where we were. So we had a show at blank space. And I think it was through Hal. I think he set it up for us. And uh, my boy Pro, one of my artists I work with, they they been cool. So he set up the play for us, and we just came down there, came down there to perform. And I'm like, we're I'm a part of a bigger collective, collective called Unapologetic. We just kind of rolled out deep, <laughs> and I wasn't even here. Oh no, music shit. I don't I don't rap or anything. I just I just make beats, <laughs> and so and I don't perform. I try not to perform as you know as much as I can. It's a lot. I perform a lot more than I want to see now. But um, but back then I really wasn't performing. I was just making beats, and I had a couple songs with Pro. Um, on the team, and uh, and I was just coming down to film. I was just coming down to record with the camera. They just needed somebody to come and get some uh, some video work. So I rode down with them. We came down. We stayed. We chilled at uh, Robin Hal crib, and Hal just brought it up. He it was like, "Bro, y'all, um, y'all should make this beat battle called Fresh Produce." And me and my boy Kid, Kid Maestro, y'all, done, I'm pretty sure y'all done seen him too. He oh yeah, shout out to him. Oh yeah, shout out to, shout oh, yeah, to shout Kid out Maestro, my boy, my bro. And so we was we was like, what? Fresh voice, and then he was like, "Yeah, you should get in the beat battle. All you got to do is, you know, sign up, you know, do this, whoop, the whoop, whatever." And um, as soon as he said that, like, like literally, while I'm sitting on his couch, <laughs> I went ahead and signed up. And then I think like the next week, they hit me. They was like, "Yeah, we got a slot for you, you know, next week." And that, and that ended up being, was it? Was that the basement beats, Jet? I feel like the, my first one was the basement beats. So was the basement beats the championship round, or was that a regular round? It could have been. It could have been either way. It may have been a championship. It may have been a championship one. I think. Believe. It so if it, was, if it was, if it was, if it was a championship round, and that wasn't now my first one. I feel like I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, but my my first that that ended up. I think it was like in summer in March. I think I don't think it was the basement decent. But anyway, my first one went like extremely well. Uh, I don't even. I, could, I, I didn't know what to expect. I had never been in a beat battle. I don't beat battle. So when y'all, you know what I'm saying, when y'all see me up there, it's like, wow, to me to even be up there because I'm not even that type of producer. I'm not that type of, you know, personality. I don't, like I said, I don't be trying to perform. I don't be trying to be in front of people. I want to be in a studio with the lights dark as hell and I'm in my zone. The artist can do all the other shit. Like y'all, y'all go out and get the crowd hype. Y'all make this shit pop. I'm just going to lock in. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And, um, God damn, my internet, internet connection fucked up. Can you hear me? Oh, no, you good, you good, go ahead. I'm good, man. Um, but yeah, uh, and so, yeah, so like, I don't even be on it, like, beat battle shit. And so I ain't know what to expect, to be honest. I had never, I don't really watch, like, you know what I'm saying, beat battles like that. I wasn't really into the culture. Y'all really put me in it. Y'all, like, y'all really put me on to that, like, as far as that, like, beat battle culture. And, and once I once I came to that, and, I, and it was at the Monica, sounded amazing the vibe was it was so many people i was like bro people care about beats like, like this you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. used to people caring about <laughs> artists i'm used to people caring about like rap you know saying if a rapper was up here yeah i was like i ain't even got no vocals over these like y'all want to sit in and hear this and y'all going crazy i ain't know nobody like 
know what I'm saying? That was, that was a crazy part too. It was just me and Kid. Like I rode down here. I ain't know what to expect. And people was just like going crazy. Like after everything I played, and I was like, bro, that's wild. Like the people really rock with this stuff down here. Like, but with my first experience with y'all was like the, the pinnacle. I was like, dang, like this is crazy. And so I had to like come back and I had to like lock in as much as possible. So <laughs> I'm coming back, you know what I'm saying? Not even on a beat battle. I'm just coming back to chop it up with, you know what I'm saying? With Sean, like everybody like just involved. Like just chop, I'm at the, at the studio, I done, I done slept in the, in, in the studio, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to like, buddy, like lock in with y'all as much as possible after that joint. Um, but yeah, but um, my boy, my boy Hal put me on y'all and, and ever since then, man, it's been, it's been a play. Like every time I can, every time y'all ask me to do it, I can, you know, and when, when y'all come out to Memphis, we gonna, we definitely guess y'all, like we can show y'all some shit, show y'all some spots, whatever, but y'all put me on to like the beat battle culture as a whole. Like I wasn't really on it. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm glad we was your first experience, man. That's what's up, yeah. man. Like I said, you made a hell of an experience, man. For real, for real. Hell of an impression, for real, for real. So, so as a matter of fact, uh, no, and shout out to Hal Greens, man, for you know putting for putting us on, man. Shout out that's to him for real, guy, for real, bro. man. That's a real, that's a real dude, bro. Like for my, let me, let me just like, anytime I'm in a loop, and I, and I'm down, especially those years, you know, from the first time I came down. Like two or three years after that, like I was back and forth, back and forth, doing something, doing a show, doing whatever. Every time that he held me down on a on a crib to stay in, and they the nicest people ever, bro. So I really got to shout him out, but I got to shout love anytime I can, bro, because he really like came through. And I don't even know if you know how much he. It's, I don't know, niggas. Most uh, I think niggas behind the scenes know how rough them trips from Memphis to St. Louis been for me. <laughs> yeah, I've had plenty flat tires, plenty whatever, and you know he always held me down. So like. I really appreciate it, brother. He he really is the GOAT. He put me on for real. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm definitely glad for that, man. That's how it's supposed to work, man. It's community. So, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's exactly how this shit's supposed to work. So, hell yeah. So as a matter of fact, man, since now that you kind of got familiar with the Be Battle culture and kind of like some live performance stuff, what you been doing uh, that's translated down to Memphis? Have you been doing like more Be Battles or been doing like more live performances? Like what's going on with that down in Memphis? Man, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I really... I really try to, I don't try to, but I just don't ever get the the offer. And I'm not, I'm not seeking them. I'm not seeking B-Battles unless they y'all shit. Like, unless it's y'all shit and I see some shit that I want to be in or, you know what I'm saying, one of y'all hit me up for some, you know, for some shit, then I'm, I'm gonna instantly be like, bet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't never finna, you know what I'm saying? It's like, cause I, cause I show love for real. But, uh, but other than that, like, I don't really try to like, like do be by the same cause like I said that ain't what I am you know what I'm saying that ain't that ain't the type of producer I am I feel like a lot of my beats I would I would have to like like for for y'all stuff I gotta make you know what I'm saying I gotta sit and you know get out of my comfort zone and make stuff that's like interesting enough for you know mass of people to just hear this instrumental like I make stuff that's interesting for an artist to hear himself on and then we turn it you know what I'm saying it's so just a different mindset. And I like both, I fuck with both, but I just, you know, where I'm at right now, I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to make songs. And so I really don't be like, you know what I'm saying, looking out for that, but we do get some, some just here. My, um, my homie here, King Ken, he held, he held a beat out of here um, pretty often, pretty regularly. And I, I peep in on his too, and he just be crazy. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think I hopped in, I don't think I've ever been in, in one of them times. Uh, but they be they be dope as hell. That's just not like I, I'm. That's not my lane. I try to let you know niggas in their lane do this shit because y'all they folks be going crazy with all the sound bites and all the like I'm about to kill you all this type of shit. I'm like I fuck with it, but I'm gonna stay over here with these <laughs> with these songs. But but even but even off that, like even just from being up there, which I like, like like I said, I got a squad here that I work with, unapologetic. 
and um and we thought you know hella shows were crazy ass shows like <laughs> wow shit and and um i always it's funny um another person on my team off um about a couple maybe like two years ago now i was telling him we was just having to talk in the studio and he was like um he was saying something about like where you get more and more um um, away from the background, you know, is it go? And I was like, nah, bro, like, I really just want to chill. I just want to be, like I said, I just want to be in the studio. I just want to be head down. <laughs> and like, right after that, like my, uh, like a, uh, one of my best good friends here, uh, she's a manager, she hit me up and she's, and this is a big festival here. Um, that happens every year. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. You know, it's like a big summer festival here. I can't remember what it's called, but like a bunch Cooper Young, that's what it is. It's Cooper Young Festival here. Okay. And she was like, Yeah, they want you to they want you to headline the set. I had like an hour, I had like an hour set here. And then I had another 30 minute set with a bunch of artists here. And I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like I ain't, this ain't never what I wanted to do is like perform and do shit. But but y'all like I feel like my first time on stage on some shit like that, especially with the live, was with y'all. Like I and I and I thought about that on the way there, like on the way to the to my first beat battle here. I just had beats and I was just gonna play them, you know, off my phone like everybody else or whatever. And then I was thinking, I was like, bro, why don't I play them off my live and do some, you know, some crazy shit like on the flight? You know, ain't nobody gonna not fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's gonna really move the crowd. Like why don't I really perform these? And, and that was my first time doing this with y'all, and it was so comfortable and it was so natural because that's what I do. Like literally. What I was doing up there is what I do in the studio. You know what I'm saying? I just start from scratch in the studio. Like, I don't have a beat already. I just, you know, I start from scratch and I'm looping up stuff and I'm just going. Cause I ain't trying to stop the beat cause then the artist writing to it and he gonna, you know, so or it's gonna kill his momentum. And so I just, I'm keeping it rolling the whole time anyway. And so I didn't realize like my whole life I've been performing. I just, I just been performing in the studio. And so I took that, you know what I'm saying? And I take that and, and you know, anytime I got a, a little show or I'm opening or whatever for an artist or whatever, that's just kind of how I take it. And, uh, and uh, you know, I take my life, load up my beats <laughs> and then just go at it. But, but I, I still kind of like hold to, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I really want to be a more, you know, behind the scenes type person, but I'm getting out of like, shying away from that light. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand that's a part of the game too. So I embrace it now. Um, you know, if, if the opportunities come, if they don't, I, that ain't you know that ain't my main focus. You know, what I'm saying my opportunity is what I want is like studio. <laughs> I want to work with people in the, in the lab and stuff. But yeah, but but with the practice I get, which I um, definitely like, has translated into you know live shows we throw here um, or live shows I do for other people. Um, you know, whenever I get the chance, <laughs> yeah, it really gave me that confidence. Like I said, like. Everything I was playing, people was going crazy. I did not expect that. I didn't know nobody in there. And so I was like, bro, I'm finna play some shit. Niggas ain't finna be fucking with it. This, I'm gonna be going against their homies. They gonna be like, nah, this nigga wag, this nigga trash. I don't even know, you know, I, at that time, I didn't really know what the St. Louis sound was. You know, every city got their little sound. You know, so I don't know if they gonna understand mm -hmm. Memphis shit. I don't know, I'm trying to do some hip hop shit, but I ain't, you know, so I ain't really know. So yeah, I really kind of, you know, boosted my confidence. And every time I came back, it was so much love. Like, so much love, bro. Like, every time I come back to the St. Louis, I feel like, bro, it's crazy. Like, I, I want to live here type shit. Like, like, it's crazy how much love it be for, for like, the scene and the, and the art scene that y'all got there. It's so, like, tight-knit. Like, everybody knows each other. Like, I, if I plug in with one person, he gonna plug me in with this person. And then I see it on Instagram, too. Like, oh, these folks really fuck with each other. Like, oh, these folks really go way back. Uh, I can see it on YouTube too. Uh, Tell Puck really fuck with uh, what's my Rockwell, you know what I'm saying? All these like type of people, like they really fuck with each other, like they really go. I seen videos from, you know, 09 or whatever that was on they shit together and they still coming up together now. 
that's and that's the same shit like how me and my squad are running down here in Memphis and stuff. Once I seen that, I was like, but the love out here is crazy. Love that I got there is amazing. Oh yeah, man, and definitely, man. Like I said, we love, and then like I said, St. Louis, and Memphis, we were already kind of fuck with each other anyway. Yeah, man. for real. So, so you know, so for us, for us, and fucking with you, man, it was it was more or less natural. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, it was definitely more so natural. And no, matter of fact, you mentioned your crew, man, unapologetic, man. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us like the history behind it and how you got with them, and kind of like what y'all do for the most part. I know you touched on it a couple times. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy, and it's it's man, it's so hard to explain what we do. <laughs> every time I try to, cause in, in every day it just be bigger and bigger, cause we got so many compartments to this team. Um, but but we try to, <laughs> we try not to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, but for like for simple for simple terms, we are a record label. That's a compartment of us. So we're a record label. We're a clothing company. We're a visual team. We have a visual team. Uh, we're event coordinators. We throw, like I said, we throw crazy events, and people program use us to program their events and stuff like that um but it's 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 really a family like we you know before anything else everybody in unapologetic is fam like i talked to them more than i talked to my mom and dad you know at times and especially before pandemic like before pandemic we had a studio called dirty socks that we used to i used to you know most of us used to live in basically i wake up you know what i'm saying about 10 o'clock i might hit the studio i might get there at like 12 i probably don't leave till like two that's almost every day you know what i'm saying i think the only day okay. you didn't come in was like sunday and monday you know what i'm saying and we just doing anything with from sessions to you know planning events to figuring out what's you know what's the next you know big thing for us or whatever like you know what i'm saying that's just kind of how we were game you know a lot of times, you know, we just sit in there chilling too, like sit on some family shit, you know, eating, you know, whatever. Like we really, 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 you know, got that fun. But mm-hmm. um, but it started, it started from I make mad beats. I make mad beats is like CEO um, of the company, but he, he's a producer and an artist as well. And um, he's from Memphis, but he ended up leaving Memphis like after high school and going to New York and just kind of finding himself, like finding out like how unique he was. And um, I don't know if you know about Memphis culture, but Memphis like it's like. We tough on people like it's different. Like we, we really on some checking, but like we be on checking people or talking about people and shit like that. And it be in love, but at the same time, like we really, we really, it's really hard for a, a, a normal Memphian to embrace something that's like weird, you know what I'm saying? Or different, or they, something that they think is weird or something that's different. Especially in music, like if you're not doing, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, the Memphis sound, if you're not on that trap or, you know, whatever. Um, then it's hard for them to embrace you. You, 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 if it feels like you gotta, I ain't gonna say you do because I don't believe you have to go somewhere else. But it does. It, it can feel like your time. You gotta go somewhere else, pop, and then somebody here see it, and then they'd be like, all right, but that's that's what I've been messing with him. That's my cousin. He went to high school, whatever. That's when it happened. Like, and so, so this city is kind of like weird, weird like that. And so, um, mad like jumped in right. Like in New York, people like did a studio called Quad Studios in New York, and if y'all know like hip hop, Quad is like crazy at studio we're not just hip hop but everything you know podcast i did quiet <laughs> this type of shit you know it's a biggie recorded the quiet um and so he worked out there and just kind of like you know came into himself worked with bust around you know what i'm saying did some crazy shit and then he you know had a had a, a pretty lengthy career out there um decided to come back home and and build something for himself decided to come back home and you know try to find people um that was like him he <laughs> he came back to memphis and realized that like it was other weird people here, and it's that's the weird thing about Memphis. Like it's a, it's a small town, but it's it's pretty spread out too. Like you could be in your part of the town and won't even know 
is somebody on this other part of the town got the same views as you, got the same mindset as you, got the same hustle, all of that as you, and you won't even know, you know what I'm saying, until you kind of step back and then come back in it, especially if you, you know, especially in the music world, because a lot of us got our heads down working on our own shit anyway. And so once he realized that it, like, it was a bunch of people that was, you know, here, you know, they kind of had the same views and had the same work thing and everything, and we, and we can like, really do some some crazy shit together and he started he started unapologetic he started it with kids so it's mad and kid with her with like kind of like the forefront of this um this movement and um and he just <laughs> it felt like he just threw out a bat signal in there because my i've got i got with him through my big brother um guy by the name of marco alexander he's a singer here um in memphis and he kind of introduced me to mad and um I wish I could explain. I wish I could show y'all. I ain't got no pictures with the studio, but like, but I was a, I was in like college or something at the time. Um, and I had like a little setup at my house, and um, my bro was like, man, and he would come record with me, but he would tell me about I make mad beats. He'd be like, man, I be recording with Mad. His studio is crazy. He got this. He got that. I'm like, I'm looking up this stuff. I was like, bro. I nobody in Memphis get this type of equipment, right? Ain't nobody, like, ain't nobody doing this. Like, ain't nobody doing it this big like that. And they just chilling in their crib on some low key shit. Nigga doing it like that. They, they, you know, showing off they was whatever. So mm-hmm. one day he just took me. One day he just took me through the studio, <laughs> and I really seen all this shit. And then, and not only did I see this shit, but I had a conversation with, you know, it was Mad, Mad and Kid, and then my boy Marco, and we all had a conversation. And our first conversation, it was like I was locked in. I was like, bro, how, you know. You know, how do I be a part of this? You know what I'm saying? I did an internship with them. That turned into me being a producer. And then from there, I, I basically lived at my house. <laughs> so, you know, and that was a lot more than that. Like I said, we're a family now. Um, but, in that, and that's just kind of, it's weird. Dog. It, that kind of happened with everybody on the team. I, I feel like it's like 13 or 14 of us now. We all, you know, are super different, but all, you know, at the same time, still alike, you know what I'm saying? Because, Weird people attract weird people, and we're all weird <laughs> in some kind of way. Um, and so, you know, we got rappers, we got visual artists, um, we got photographers, we got videographers, we got, you know, we got pretty much, you know, everything locked in with the squad. And um, we just mob, we just mob out together, and all of us hungry. We trying, we trying to get get this shit. And so, this is kind of how we how we get down. It's the best way I I can, I can explain it <laughs> without you know this being a, a two day. Seminar. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, you good. So basically, from what sounded like unapologetic, it's like a a brand collective for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. My uh, my homie, my homie said it was uh, an initiative. That's the that, and that was the hardest. That was the hardest way I, I heard it explained. Um, I don't know if you watched losses like the Armour Initiative and shit like that. But yeah, my boy was oh, like yeah. the unapologetic. Okay, okay. My boy was like the un- unapologetic initiative. I was like, I, I fuck that man. I was like, yeah, that shit hard. <laughs> that's like the best. That's like the best way. That's the best way I heard it explained. <laughs> that's what's up, bro. That's hell what's up. So uh, yeah. now uh, my next question for you is: I know you say you're trying to work with a lot of artists and do songs and stuff like that. So tell us who all you work with so far. Oh, man. Uh, so I'm still, you know, I'm still young in my path, and there's still a, a pretty hefty list of people that I want to work with. But <clears throat> really, I kind of solidified, I kind of checked off my list early. My um, my first, one of my first experiences was with a rapper by the name of uh, Kia Shine. I don't know if y'all know him or remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So crispy, all of it, and so we never, we never officially put out a song together. Um, but 
um, he's he's good friends with my dad, and so I would you know sit in the studio with him all the time. And this was I was back in high school, maybe middle school, and I would just man, I was hungry, so I was just trying to you know I come to the studio with a you know CD of beats and be like check this out, check this out, and all the motherfuckers trash because I'm in high school and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But he would listen to them just he would listen to them just he'd be like hey make the 808s hit harder than this, and, you know make the whatever dude go harder than this, go harder than that. And so while we never like worked on a you know official song together, like he definitely like kind of like gave me some keys and, and even just watching him in the studio, how he approached his craft. And um, if y'all if, if nigga know him, like they know that he on his grind, he about his grind hundred percent of the time. And, um, and so even that short time, you know, short amount of time with him, I kind of like learned a lot from him in high school. And then I went on from there um, and I ended up, you know, my cousin, uh, guy by the name of King Ray, He's a rapper and an artist, but he's also a manager um, too. And he manages Juicy J and Project Pat. And so through him, nice. I ended up getting to work with Project Pat. And this is like, you know, early college. And that was like my bucket list right there. Like growing up as a kid in Memphis, <laughs> bro, that's all I listened to. Like, you know what I'm saying? As a kid, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I listen to other shit, but like, on some Memphis shit, bro, Pat is, a, is the GOAT, dog. Ain't nobody fucking with Project Pat. Like, he was the sauce, all the Memphis shit that people buy now, all the Memphis shit that people love now. Like, all that shit is, you know, Project Pat. Like, any song that you can think of is, it popped out of that 3-6 Mafia account, bro. I guarantee Project Pat wrote the hood, or he owned that motherfucker. Like, he he that nigga. And so, right after Batman, I got to record him. Um, and I, I started, you know, he started booking me for sessions, you know, recording me. Or letting me record him um, when I was in high school, and um, you know, as we still continue that relationship today. Um, got a pretty good relationship with him. Um, so I don't work with Pay. You know, he, I don't want to dance the boo here. So a lot of Memphis legends, like I didn't kind of checked off my list, um, and, uh, and you know, looking forward to working with him in a bigger capacity down the line. But I definitely didn't kind of like check my bucket list. Um, I was trying to get to Infamous, but you know, saying he passed, RIP. Right, 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 RIP. But uh, but yes, in in. And then uh, aside from that, um, I work with my squad, uh, Pro. Um, we got a, a, a rapper by the name of Pro on a label. Niggas amazing. A, a real professional for He's a real pro. That's why niggas call him Pro. It's P R E A U X X. Two X's, but that's my guy, bro. That's like my bro. I work with him. Um, I work with the guy by the name of Alfum, a weirdo from Memphis. Um, fucking crazy ass dude. He wear pink bunny ears. Um, <laughs> right around the city with red contacts and a grill to say shit. He's amazing. <laughs> he, he's amazing. He's a wild dude. He's an amazing person. And he's an amazing artist too. Um, that's what's up. That's my that's my squad. We got another guy, um, Cameron Bethany. He's a singer, like really, a really enchanting singer. That's that's the best way I can explain him. He sing and doors just start opening. Like that's the type of shit he be on. But man, that's what's up. Man is amazing. Um, and then I got um, I got a few art, other artists I work here um, too. And a guy by the name of Dash Rinko, who's like a guy that trusted me. When I was in high school to record his shit, and we still rocking today. Um, my boy Daz, and then like I said, my boy Marco, my big bro, uh, still rock with him. Um, and that's just kind of like the Memphis people I work with. Uh, and yeah, that's that's really like all I'm you know focused on. Now was like the squad and the teams, and then I send out beats, um, you know, for other artists if I can if I can get plugged or if I you know, know somebody's looking for something or whatever. Um, I'm always on the hunt for that, but. I'm definitely blessed to have worked with some legends already. And um, I'm looking forward to doing some crazy shit this year. 
that's what's up, bro. That's hella what's up, man. Like, just the fact that, like, say you got to work with 3 6. Like, St. Louis, we fuck with 3 6, man. I grew, yeah. up, on th- I grew up on 3 6. You know what I'm saying? So, crazy. yeah, man. That's that's ill, dude. Yeah. That's hella ill. So, you know what? So, now, uh, since we're still going to talk about you working with artists and stuff like that, um, do you have any stories about, I would say, you don't, even, you don't have to name any names or anything like that, of course. But uh, do you have any stories as, like, cautionary tales like you working with certain artists and like yeah i know not to do that kind of shit again you have any kind of tales and stories like that you had before uh man not not really i kind of like my my thing my whole demeanor period is like kind of like more low-key and and so if anything i do not enough (laughs) and so i never like do too much to where i'll be like all right i fuck this you know relationship up i fuck this shit up you know i really i really just kind of chill like even my first sessions with pat like you know what i'm saying we didn't really lock in until maybe a few years ago and you know what i'm saying and i started for when i came up i I, you know i I was a better producer then but at the same time you know i had been you know recording him you know for years back in the day um but he probably wouldn't even remember my name because I didn't say shit. Like I was in, I was starstruck. I was just we, and it wasn't even a studio. It was my cousin's house, and um, I pull up, and so it wasn't even like a lot of people. It would just be me and him, and he he'd be talking like he he loved to talk. Like he's a great storyteller. <laughs> he's a great storyteller. That's so how he'd just be talking, and I just be sitting there like, dang, bro, dang. I'd be I'd be also like, ah, oh, that's crazy type shit. But I wouldn't even, like I was, I just wouldn't say shit. Like I, I don't want to fuck this up. Like I just want to hear this this the OG, but this the nigga I grew up listening to, and I'm sitting here having crazy ass conversations hearing stories about him running around Chicago doing crazy shit like all types of shit and so that's like that's the kind of you know person I am <laughs> period and so like, I, I'm just, I, I really like probably too chill at times like in some of them situations um, but but I do I do got a story like on some like this what this kind of what really changed it for me so so one of the artists I work with now um, pro um, my guy I was just telling me about and so I've known him and this is this is another this is another instance of me being too shit. I've known him. We we were um, college roommates basically. And we got, I went to U of M. Okay. And and U of M, you got a dorm, and I, I'm pretty much every dorm is like this. So you got your roommate, and then you got like a suite mate. And you got and y'all share a bathroom and shit like that. And so he was my suite mate. He was on the other side of the bathroom, and um, this is like 2011, 2010, or whatever. And um, and pro is like crazy buzzing here crazy buzzing here in the street still is I mean, it, this at this era of pro was you know was ridiculous it's like all right this, this nigga finna pop he finna come he finna come up out the city he finna bust through the, through the glass and i was making beats i was doing my thing like back then and i used to like <laughs> i used to like you know make a beat cd that's back when you had the cd i used to make a beat cd and i like slide it under the the door to the to his to his side of the room Okay. <laughs> and hoes to hear like hear some shit, and, you know what I'm saying, rap over this shit. And this before, you know, I, I knew him, it was it, but it wasn't like a super relationship. It wasn't like a it was like a moment like, like, all right, what's up? And then we keep it moving. And so I ain't really know him, know him. And so I'm just sliding beats under the door, like, all right, maybe he gonna fuck with him, maybe he gonna fuck with him. And I, you know, weeks go by, I don't hear shit. I don't even hear nothing like, hey, you know what I'm saying? This was hard, but you could have did this. I don't hear nothing. I'm like, damn, maybe he fuck with him. But the whole time, like, the nigga right there, you know what I'm saying? I could have knocked on the door. I could have, you know what I'm saying? I, and I would see him. I could have been like, what's up? Hey, did you, you know, whatever. But the type of person, you know, I was and still am, you know, sometimes was so chill and was so, like, you know what I'm saying? Laid back that I was just like, all right, whatever. It'll, it'll happen, it'll happen. 
Um, but fast forward to now, we on the same squad, and you know, I send this nigga shit, and he'll send me a verse back. You know, ten seconds later, it's fucking crazy, and we dropping, you know, crazy music, and doing crazy shit together. Um, but it, it was, it was just funny. I was, we talked about that, you know, a few years. We did a project together, um, uh, Luxurious Steve Austin, where I produced the whole thing. That's nice. And, and that was, that was, that was like a, that was like a crazy moment, big moment for me, just because of that story. You know, we talked about it like right before we got that project. I was like, bro, do you even remember that? He's like, bro, I ain't ever get them beats. And he had it. It was another, um, <laughs> it was another uh, rapper that lived in his apartment. And he was like, bro, that nigga probably like was snatching themselves on the low. <laughs> and like, you know, say, you know, stashing themselves. But, but it was just crazy. Like that's, that's the story I get like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? No, no matter what stage you are, but like you never too cool to even like I was just I was too cool to even like get that L. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I was I was like so anti, you know, or you know, passive aggressive. You know what I'm saying? I was just you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I I I still in that way. Like I'm detrimentally humble at times, um, but like I definitely learned a lot to do like like confidence in my skills. Like I've been doing this, you know what I'm saying? I look young, but I'm not a young dude. I've been doing this for, you know, at this, at this point, like 14 or 15 years now. And so I'm really a vet. I just don't have like accolades, you know what I mean? I, don't, I ain't been, you know, on an Uzi record or whatever, um, but we getting there, we're gonna get there. But, but you know what I'm saying? I, I still believe in my craft because I, I, don't, I don't just do this shit for fun. I do this shit every day, all day, and, and I'm pretty good at it. And I had to like, really, really like realize that myself. Um, in that moment, you know, even, you know what I'm saying, you know, even it was, it was a little EP, a little five, you know, song project, but the shit was crazy that we did. And it was crazy that I did it with this person who, you know what I'm saying, at one point, you know, that I was throwing beats <laughs> under his giant, and you know what I'm saying? And so that was a little moment for me. And I feel like ever since then, I've been kind of coming into like a more of a confident, and it's not like, it's not like cocky, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm never that, but it's just, I know I've done, you know, I know I've worked hard at this. I know I've put in over 10,000 hours. Huh? And, mm-hmm. and so I can confidently say that I'm pretty good at this. I should be, shit. <laughs> I've been doing this for long enough. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not, then you know, I should switch, sell car insurance or some shit. Nah, nah, I feel you, bro. I mean, and that, you know what? And like you said, man, that's how you're supposed to be able to feel about your credit. Like you said, putting in $10,000, man, that's how you know you did your shit. And you know you did that. And yeah. it show, and like I said, clearly it shows, like, when we listen to your work, man, like, the stuff we Thank heard, you. like, with, like, with your beat-making videos or, you know, with your live performances, we come down to Fresh Produce and all that. So, yeah, so, no, it, it, it definitely shows, bro. So, no, for real, for real. No, you, so, you have the right to feel how you feel. And there's nothing wrong with being humble either, man. Yeah, like, sure. it, it, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Because, you know, it's because, I mean, that humility definitely shows that, you know, you willing to give and take, you know, what you're willing to give for, like, your craft, man. And, like yeah. I said, it, it shows. And so, yeah. so, so now I was like, no, nah, bro, like, you good, man. I would definitely say, like, your humility has definitely worked to your advantage, like, for real, for real. And, uh, at the same time. Yeah, because like I said, when you come to St. Louis, like like you said, it's nothing but love, man, because you mm-hmm. just uh, just be cool, and it's just like, you know, same thing. You know, I'm pretty sure the day we come to Memphis, man, it's probably going to be the same shit, man. So yeah. it's, so it's so man, so no, you, you definitely, so you definitely a mess in your craft, for real, for especially on the NPC, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. I'm a, and I'm a student, too. Like, that's what I, like, that's what I try to stay in my mind. Like, I try to repeat this to myself. I'm a student before anything. And so, you know, in anything I'm doing, that's life. But especially on some music shit, like if I'm in front of anybody, like when I be talking to kids or, you know, I be, it's a it's a lot of young kids here just doing some crazy shit. I was, uh, we, <clears throat> we was working with this kid, um, my boy Ajax, 
And uh, first time I met him, he played us a song, fucking crazy ass song. He's like a 16 year old kid. I was like, bro, what did you record this in? And he could head up his iPhone. I was like, what? Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Garage man on his iPhone. And so anytime I'm with anybody, like I'm learning. I don't care if you two or you know 82. Like I'm in learning mode. Like I'm a student before anything. If, even if I'm here to teach you, I, like when I go to when I go to like seminars for kids and stuff like. I'm talking, but at the same time, like I'm scooping up the game. Like, cause that, like anybody get game, it's just about how you receive this and how you take it. Like, you know, so I'm always a student. Like when I come out there, I done came out there and linked up with JE. I don't say shit in them sessions, bro. I just sit back and learn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just sit back and observe. Like, I ain't trying to be no asshole. I ain't trying to be no cocky nigga. Like I'm just sitting back. You done did some great shit. I want to do what you do. So I'm gonna sit back and listen to whatever the fuck. I don't care if you talking about cleaning your bathroom, bro. Like, I want to know how you do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Would you swipe right, right or you swipe left? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do this shit too, like, whatever the fuck you doing? And that nigga's a fucking genius, bro. And so I just like sit back and like, listen to bro, like <laughs> talk about picking sounds, talk about any, you know what I'm saying? And I scoop up so much game that way, bro. Like, I'm always in learning mode, always. And you know what, man? I'm glad that you have that mindset. Like, on some real shit. Like that. Like I said, like you never too young or too old to learn something new, especially if it's going to sure. help increase your craft. You know, help you better your craft what you're trying to do. So now, like, you got the right mindset, bro. Like on some real shit. So I and definitely, you know, you know, continue on with that for real, for real. Because because I feel the same way like about podcasting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know, because like I don't know I you know I've been doing podcasting for a few, some years now. But at the same time, you no, know, I watch interviews from like other shows and other podcasts, like stuff from like uh, first we feast with like the hot ones or something yeah. like train champs or some shit like that or uh, you know eighty five south or mm-hmm. anything like that or even just my local shit with like my niggas are like with straight out low cash or yeah. something like that. You know I'm like you no know, I just yeah. you know, I just always try to take in and learn some new shit, man because. Like you say, you know, you never know what what you're gonna learn from who, exactly. and, you know, and you, and then if it's something that you don't know, or something you could like, oh shit, I could improve on that, and they can show you how to do it. Why not? Don't be exactly. an asshole about it. You exactly. know, just, yeah, don't yeah. be an asshole about it. No, just you no, know, be cool about it, and just you no, know, yeah. take in the information because at the end of the day, we all need constructive criticism in order to improve our craft, right? Yep, bro. The, the first, so so I forgot to tell you is the first time I walked into the studio here with Unapologetic. Um, mm-hmm. I see our CEO mad. I make mad beats. Um, it's crazy producer. Like, I don't know nobody fucking like him on um, some producer shit. The nigga beats is like every beat is like a movie, bro. Like a fucking feature film type shit. The nigga's ridiculous. <clears throat> so the first time I ever played that man beats, I had played beats for everybody for so, so many people. But the first time I ever played this nigga beats, I you know I had like a Dropbox of beats and he was just going through the chest, going through the chest, bobbing his head, you know, fucking with it, man, whatever. And he turned around. He was like, bro, these beats good, but your mixes are fucking trash. And I was like, ooh, I was mm. like, sheesh. But there ain't nobody had said that shit to me before, bro. Like, ain't nobody, you know saying, nobody ever said nothing. Like, the niggas just be like, oh, yeah, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Then they go on to the next shit. Oh, that's hard. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody been like, no constructor. Ain't nobody told me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just do that, do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and just him saying that was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was, I wasn't even, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't even hurt. I was, I was just, to me, I'm like, you fucking me. Like, all right, let's go. What I need to do, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, bro, I'm gonna teach you, like, I'm gonna set you up. I'm gonna teach you how to do this. I'm gonna teach you how to, you know. And, and from that point on, bro, so, and, and that's really how I got really locked in with them because I wouldn't lead it. Like, 
like he like he his his room sit up like you know what I'm saying he he and his computer if he and his computer looking at Pro Tools I'm right here bro like all right what are you doing I ain't asking no questions you know what I'm saying I ain't in the way I ain't you know what I'm saying like what you doing what you doing nah I'm watching what he doing I'm gonna put this shit in my notes on my phone I'm gonna go look this shit up on my own you know what I'm saying when I leave the studio so I spend all day in the studio get home about two o'clock in the morning and then spend another three hours up to about five googling what the fuck he was what plugin he pulled up. Googling, you know, what knobs he's turning on is like, what's, what machine is that? Ah, uh, that's a manly, ah, uh, that's a motherfucking, you know what I'm saying, need something mixture. Okay, baby, what they do, you know what I'm saying? What mic is this? Like, that's how I learned so much shit, bro. Like, just watching, you know what I'm saying? This nigga, and it all stand from, from, from him telling me, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to tell me, this is what you do. I mean, he didn't have to give me the steps. Just let me know what's fucked up. I'm gonna figure that shit out on my own, bro. Like, and that's, that's how, that's how it is. Like, even like, even today, like, especially like during this pandemic, like it's been rough for me creatively because like I said, I'm so used to creating with other people. And so sitting here in headphones, you know, working on beats all day, I just kind of get, you know, drying out. All the motherfuckers be sounding away to me. And you could be some hard shit, but you know, you done heard 10 of your beats, you like, all right. And ain't nobody, you know, reaffirming that this your heart or whatever. It's like, all right, fuck it. And so I close my laptop and I'll watch boxing. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching boxing a lot lately. And I don't even know why. At first, I was just like, all right, let me just watch some boxing. I'm just watching shit. But then I just started like applying that to like life, applying that to like music. You know what I'm saying? What's the hook? You know what I'm saying? What's the jab? Like, all right, what I set up, you know, how I set up the counterpoint. Like, I do that on. So now when I'm making beats, I'm like, all right, bet. Like, yeah, let's just the little jab part right here. All right, just the hook right here. All right, I'm okay, kind of okay. in with that. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, and so it just applied to some of Like, but that's, but that's just go back to like me. I'm literally, I'm, I'm really a learner, like so, and I wasn't, I wasn't good in school, so I don't know how the fuck I am a learner, but I really am a, like, on some shit that I fuck with, like, you know what I'm saying, you know, book shit, I'm really a learner, but like, I really enjoy, you know, studying shit, I really, I really sit, you know, you know, for days and study, like, I, I really sit and watch boxing one night, and the next week, you'll see me looking up boxers, and oh, <laughs> shit, my girl be tripping, my girl, like, She's like, are you doing it again, honey? And like, yeah, I'm, I'm going in. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out everything. I'm trying to find out who was, what, who was the top, you know, whatever. I really do that shit. And I don't know, it was weird. It, it was weird to me at first. Like, I didn't know why, but I get it now. I understand. That's what's up, bro. And like I said, like, like I keep saying to you again, man, like the mindset you have, especially like the boxing analogy, that's 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 actually a damn good analogy to use, yeah. man, like to try to translate it because because that's the sweet science, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's so right. yeah, so and so, and you know, boxing for is definitely is like one of the most conditioned sports you got to be in. So, right. and, and then right. it's my, and then like I say, you know, it's a lot of psychology to deal with yeah. this shit. So, so applying that same kind of psychology to your music, yeah, man, no, that's actually that's actually pretty profound, like on some real yeah. shit. Yeah, and then you take that and, you know what I'm saying? And then I try to, I try to take that the next step and then apply it to life, you know what I'm saying? Like, my, watching niggas like Mike Tyson, bro, like how resilient, you know what I'm saying? How, you know, bullheaded these niggas is, bro. Like, you know, you really gotta be that, especially in this industry, like you really gotta be that type of person. Like you really gotta be that type of like, I'ma get it no matter what. <laughs> Mike Tyson is gonna get you no matter what. <laughs> like, oh, you don't know, oh, for what you try to do, how, did, how you try to elude the nigga, you know what I'm saying? In his prime, he was gonna hit you no matter what. That's how you gotta yeah. be like, niggas, niggas gonna hear this beat no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Niggas gonna focus, you know, whatever. I, like, that's how, I, 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 don't, I don't even like, I can't even, you know what I'm saying, explain like how, how I try to, 
implement that like you know daily and whatever you know whoever i'm talking to who you know whatever i'm doing you know what i'm saying I, I think of all that shit like a sample and i'm just chop it up in my head and you know, reuse this shit flip it hell yeah bro hell yeah and uh you know man we've had some definitely had some great conversation bro but we have to go ahead and shut it down in a second but uh before i do I always like with everyone i love to give you space and opportunity to give out contact information any projects you got coming out of working on so i want to give you the floor to do that bro so man, you can really my <laughs> my business card is my Instagram. I put everything and I'm trying to post a whole lot more now. And so you can follow me at C Major Slowdown, C M A J O R S L O D O W N. Um and I'm I'm going crazy on it right now, just trying to like post, you know, more often doing some cool shit on there. Um and then my squad, I'm apologetic, we about to drop um an EP. We do this EP every year or album. We do this compilation album every year called Stunterius. This is the fifth year of it, so Stunterius Five. Um, and we just what okay. we try to do, what we try to do is just collab with um, with people um, either in our city or you know wherever, and you know make a song. Um, you know, so I done I done collab with some people. You know, I done collab with people in, in Illinois, collab with some people in Chicago, and doing them on the project. Um, collab with some people in the city that's not a part of, you know, you try to, you know, branch out from, you know, the squad because we work with, you know, our artists so much. There's so many of us that it don't make no sense to try to go out with other people. But, you know, for this for this album, we normally, you know, try to branch out. Um, and this one is a bit different. Um, we're focusing on our visual artists. Um, and so, um, Matt, uh, Matt had a brilliant idea to, um, uh, to sign a visual artist and give him the same treatment as a rapper or you know a single, and so um, he has a single. He'll have an album. He'll have an EP. You know what that looks like for you know for, you know videography. Um, uh, you know, and then we're gonna do that for you know art. You know, visual art as well. Uh, and so we we're we're treating those people or we're giving them the same respect and energy that we give to you know a rapper. And so this year our um, Stentarius Five project is gonna be music. Um, of course, but it's also going to be visual art. It's going to be videos, um, music videos. It's going to be, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, our photographers, you know, what they want to do. Kind of like, you know, freedom, um, freedom. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of different things. We're definitely going to have some music. Or we're going to focus more on the, art, um, the visual art side of it. And they, we got some crazy, you know, visual artists, some crazy videographers, directors. And we're, you know, they're going to do their thing. Um, but yeah, we're... We're dropping that pretty soon. Um, we haven't locked in the date just yet, but um, we're finalizing some stuff now. Uh, it'll be out soon, but if you follow me on IG, you'll definitely um, see about it. But that'll be the next big thing. Um, and then after that, we got some projects coming out that we'll, we'll announce a few projects, and then we got a bunch of singles. I'm sitting on a bunch of music on my hard drive that I'm ready to, to let it go, to, to let them fly. Hell yeah, man, hell yeah. And so you got any uh, final words for the good people out there? Man, uh, thank y'all. Thank you for having me um, on this event. Um, appreciate you for um, giving me y'all time. Appreciate y'all for the love. You know, like I said, you know, every time I'm out there, it's, it's all love. I'm super appreciative of that. Um, I got to get back out there soon. It's been a minute. I, at one point, I was out there damn near every weekend. <laughs> so I got to get back to that. Um, so I got to get back out there. 
That's what's up, bro. And uh, and good people, uh, that was another episode of Fruit of the Bone Podcast. So uh, make sure, like I said, at the very beginning, catch us on all forms of social media, which is at Fruit Boom Pod. Uh, make sure you catch us on every pl- uh, streaming service where you can find your podcast. So like I said, Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, Apple, we out here. So just make sure you go- uh, just search us online, Fruit of the Bone Podcast, we're going to pop up. And uh, make sure you check us out on March 17th. We're going to come back with, uh, with, with season four of the Beat Battle online man which you know i definitely hope you know as you try to get in man we're yeah, to see you back I, in for real. i was i was i was in that joint earlier in the pandemic and then i i did the champs battle and i got my ass kicked by um what's my boy uh what's my boy name dj uh quality quality dj quality my my guy uh, he fucking kicked my ass that's a beast i love that man bro i love, I love yeah that man, man. He's, he's a fucking beast. Anytime I got to go up against him, I'm like, all right, but this is a wrap. But I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking looking forward to hopping back in next time. Yeah, most definitely, man. Definitely, please do, man. But please do. And uh, like I said, everybody, that's bringing another episode. Like I said, catch us on uh, Fresh Produce Season 4, March 17th online. Uh, like I said, hopefully later on this year, it, depending on how things go, we can get maybe a live show get going. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.